This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Tangents all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut Did up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay, what Flay was trying to say is check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek, and myself, Mike. Loaded question. How you doing? Eh, I'm alright. A little tired, but... I understand your feeling. Nothing like waking up and getting a phone call saying, uh, by the way, we're having to do a personnel shuffle so you can cover one ship because the show you're doing, or that's the show you're, you're going to, where you're about the only person who could do that show. It was easier to fill the shift you were covering because there's someone else who called in at another location. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, what fun. Um, so I'm right there with you. Tired, wore out, physical therapy's kicking my butt mm. as well. But, um, check out the homepage, WeebyGeeks.net. Uh, affiliates down the right-hand side. Supporting them supports us. Also, too, check out, um, our partners, Found Me, some Bluetooth trackers, which are great, and, uh, Heroes and Villains. Um, they got the great stuff. They just introduced, uh, helmet umbrellas, Boba Fett and X-Wing Pilot helmet. And to be honest with you, the X-Wing Pilot helmet is Luke Skywalker. 
So um, I just got a new backpack from them as well and lanyard. So uh, I got the TIE Fighter Pilot backpack. It is very similar to my uh, indoor commando backpack. So now I got one for the parks, conventions, or when I travel. And then I have one that's waterproof for when I go to work. And if it rains, I'm not that concerned about. I don't have to be as worried about my gear getting soaked. So here's the lanyard. It's pretty cool. It's got a nice like brass, brass buckle for this part for the quick release mm. with the cl- with a plastic. Oh. Yeah, it's so tight. Don't want to go in. And then here, here's the strap. This is the Jedi Master one. I really love the coloring. Not bad. The lanyards are pretty inexpensive. They're like eighty, uh, eight bucks. Eighty bucks. <laughs> They're eight bucks. So I mean, that's not a bad price on them. Mm. Backpacks are eighty dollars. But hey, we were talking before show. You use the code smugglers or or field agents from Mighty Marvel Geeks, or for here, we be geeks, all one word, the $80 backpack becomes 68 bucks. So, great deal, huh? Indeed. Makes it a little more affordable. So, um, also to check out our web store, uh, some great we be geeks merch there, uh, logo merch, and want to congrats, say congrats to Rocco Del Judicia <laughs> for winning the Star Wars giveaway. Which we have some great prizes there. And we'll announce we have um, Jeffrey Brown coming on next week's show of Wookie Radio. And then for here, we have, it's a shame, I should know this. It's our friends over at October Coast. If y'all are listening, give us a shout out on Twitter that you heard us. Heard us give you a shout out. They, they say they listen to us in the office. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I think is cool. They, yeah. They've become great, great partners for us as well. Uh, we are going to have next week Josh Pinkowski um, with his, well, we're going to be discussing his teen comedy Debunkers, Inc. Mm. That I guess just came out back uh, November 3rd or November 3rd, September 3rd. <laughs> it's Stranger Things meets Scooby-Doo in a high school murder mystery. So <laughs> that sounds cool. Sounds interesting. So we're going we're gonna to be chatting with him next week. Um, so I guess first things first, I can find what I'm looking for. You know what really grinds my gears? I do. I think that would be your cue. Well, (laughs) it's not often that, uh, we are... Post? I was going to say duped, but yeah. But, uh, you know, hey... You know, it, you know, when we record the show, it's at the end of the week. Sometimes it's a long week. You know, we're a little tired, whatnot. And um, last week, we covered a little story about McDonald's and uh, Grimace and being uh, it was a whole thing about him <laughs> being alive of Ronald McDonald. Anyway, it was an amusing story. It was quite funny. But listen to last week's show. Listen to last week's show. It was it was fun. It was amusing. But uh, it was also a fake story, which, looking back on it, we probably should have seen. But uh, anyway, the site the site that we found the story on was a parody site. So of course, it was a parody story, kind of like The Onion or something like that. But you know, it was uh, still great fun. It was. It was <laughs> made for a great segment. So we just want to acknowledge that we do realize it was a parody. So people aren't, you know, 
we still we still we're still paying attention <laughs> but it was it was a fun story to talk about we had fun talking about it so there you go i i i i think i think we still I said we still said i am here myself i am here again. myself again. Again. i don't think we said that i know i know <laughs> Um, um, I think we still said we want to see the movie, though, anyway, this whole cockamamie thought yeah. and idea. <laughs> and I will say, whoever did come up with the story was uh, either really genius or really frightening. And brilliant is all I got mm. to say. Absolutely brilliant. Or some kind of weird cycle, too. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I will say, though, I couldn't. It, it with McDonald's, it's something I would not have been surprised with. Eh, you know what? We had fun with it, so yes, yes, we did. But how about this to have fun with first? Guess what turns forty this year? Well, it's not me. I turned forty-five earlier this year, so I turned forty-nine. <laughs> we old. Yep. Well, July 1st, 1979, the Walkman was introduced to the world. Wow. And if you remember, it's the original Walkman that is used by Peter Quill. Mm. So, okay, wait. How old is he supposedly? Quill? Yeah. When he... I am not sure. I'm not sure exactly. Because that would put him around our age. Technically. Yeah. Perhaps a little younger, but... Not by much. No, not by much. Maybe close to Ken's age. Perhaps, yes. At the youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it, it was supposed to be the easy, the easy way to enjoy high-quality music anywhere, anytime. Uh, over the years, the Walkman has become a symbol of Sony's challenge, filling the world with emotion through creating new music experiences. Now, 40 years later, um, they are making a, uh, I know there's a 40th anniversary Walkman being made for Walmart. Hmm. And then there's a, a cheaper version being made that doesn't have all the, the 40th anniversary markings on it. <laughs> um, I couldn't find the original story. I'm on uh, Sony's website and I started looking at all the... Uh, Man, all the different um, Walkmans from the past. I don't see the, I haven't found the one I had, which I had the Sport Walkman, the yellow one that was supposedly waterproof. Oh, I had that at one point. I had a few different ones. Um, I I did not have the original blue one, but I had one, I had another one similar to it. Here we go. So, uh, ah, so at the, this was from September 6th. It was announced at the IFA 2019 show in Berlin, the electronic trade show, that um, the Sony NW-A100TPS Walkman has a 40th anniversary logo printed on the back, and it comes in with a specifically designed case and package that pays homage to the original TPS L2 Walkman which is the one that we see in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Um, It also has a unique cassette tape interface for those who want to take a trip down memory lane. Oh, sweet. So it's going to be a digital with tape, cassette tape. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I would almost rather see see it have a... uh, where you can't open it, but you push play 
like you would the actual tape back in the day to listen to your music. Right, yeah. And and it just looks like the cassette's moving on the inside, free moving. And then you could do a shuffle or skip feature instead of rewind or fast forward. The rewind and fast forward is shuffle back, shuffle forward, or play next, play you know, next forward, next back type feature. Yeah. Uh, there will also be a cheaper version without any 40th anniversary branding called the NWA105. Uh, it's going to be powered by Android. Um, it will come with a slew of features for audio files. It has a S-Master HX digital amplifier to deliver high-resolution audio and reduce distortion, a DSEE Hi-X processor to upscale compressed audio, and even a vinyl presser, vinyl processor to give digital tracks the character of vinyl. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Uh, it has up to 26 hours of battery life, which is more than most smartphones can provide. And it's <laughs> built for the future with a USB-C port for connections. Uh, cost has not been, re- and release date have not officially been re- announced. Sure. Now, while smartphones are, you know, re- largely, have largely replaced the need for dedicated music players, such as the Walkman, uh, the product still s- has its fair share of dedicated users. Hey, we have an, a iPod Classic that I still use. And now that my <laughs> new car has Knox port on it, because it, the car does not recognize a 30 pin connector easily mm. um but it but i could still play with the uh 30 pin or with the aux port if i need to charge it i could always hook it up through the, the dc adapter to keep it charged um right. i mean i still use that but i mean if this is affordable i i will i will consider i will consider this yeah it's kind of a fun little bit of nostalgia there and I mean, I thought it was cool when I had my Sony phones um, before the smartphone, which the Sony Xperia smartphone did not do well. Sony doesn't have a cell phone option. Mm. That would be why. I was looking into it. Um, And then when I actually looked at it, it's like, uh, yeah, no. Um, (laughs) But no, this, I'm looking at the video of this on the the website. Uh, I'll shoot you a link to it. I okay yeah so it's powered by Android but it's a it's a it's almost like going back to an actual music player sort of like what the the iPod and MP3 players originally were right I I almost wish Apple would go back with that with the t- with the iPods give me a re- just give me a storage unit mm. to put music on I want that that way I save my battery on my phone Give me, give me, give me Bluetooth options on it though. Upgrade it and put Bluetooth on it so I can use Bluetooth he- headphones. You know, if I right. want. But no, I mean, this, this has got my interest. It really does. I'll have to keep an eye on it. See what what uh, what comes out of it. Yeah, it's and like like I said, I mean, for me, if if it's affordable, yeah, I will I will consider it in a heartbeat. Trying to see if they have it listed on their website. No, they don't have the hundred or the one fifty or the one hundred five listed. But they do have a NWA fifty, and of course they don't 
they don't list the pricing. But no, I remember my Sony phones had the Walkman logo on it because it had a Walkman software for the music player hmm. where you could throw on to a a flash card, a, a micro SD card music and play it on your phone. Or if you had the adapter and you use their software, you could load the stuff onto their phone. That was great. I loved it. So, I mean, I... That's one thing Sony's done right is the music playback. Well, I mean that's kind of that's one of the they, good things they've done. They, right. That's kind of their jam, you know. Yeah, I I will say um, I have a pair. Yeah, I used to use them while recording before we got sponsored by CAD. Um, I had a pair of Sony headphones that I got from Walmart for like 15, 20 bucks. Um, problem I had, I mean, they were great, but when I went to, when my original pair started to die out, I went to try and get a new pair. They weren't, the new pair were slightly different, felt different, looked different. Um, my only problem with a lot of them though was Sony is notorious for adding low end. To their headphones mm. a lot of low end even on their studio stuff i mean there there's a bass boost to the headphones it's like don't need it yeah just don't need it so um yeah they're showing that i'm looking at sony site the wmf5 this does not look like the sports walkman i had <laughs> it really doesn't but um so yeah we're both excited for this curious to see what it's going to look like so I can't wait. Sounds like you can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Yeah. So uh, I would say since we can't wait, let's head up to the next story. All right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there's a little show on the DC Universe streaming app called Titans based on the Teen Titans comic book. And uh, it has kind of established itself as a grim and gritty uh, superhero show. Ah, yes, the old grim and gritty. (laughs) So it appeals to an older audience with an unflinching take on violence and sidekicks saying naughty words. So would you say this show's grim and gritty? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But, uh, so this show has kind of blurred the line on uh, whether or not the heroes kill or do not kill. Uh, there hasn't been any actual lives taken that that audiences have seen, but Dick Grayson has unintentionally refused to save people. Uh, and now, in the latest episodes, there's a hint that the former Robin might have used lethal force during his first stint with the Titans. Because, according to Hank Hall, also known as Hawk, uh, Dick Grayson was uh, more likely to use extreme brutal punishment of his foes earlier in his career. But it looks like he's changed now because in the latest episode titled Ghosts, uh, the heroes are close to capturing Dr. Light when Dick Grayson hesitates for a moment and allows him to escape, which he then gets berated by Hank, who says, you had a chance. uh, And uh, he talks about how light would have killed innocent people on a nearby bus. And he says, and he's going to kill how many more now? Maybe you've lost the taste for how this works. To which Grayson replies, I'll get another shot. And then Hank replies with the old Robin would have taken the first one. Hmm. What could that possibly mean? 
Interesting. Uh, it does seem to indicate that perhaps the old Robin would have uh, taken out Dr. Light, which, uh, you know, seems uh, seems a little edgy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it seems to indicate that, uh, that Robin wouldn't have a problem with killing for the sake of the greater good in his old days. In fact, the very first episode of the series shows him brutally maiming a group of criminals especially one who is a child abuser. But as the series has gone on, uh, he's become more measured in his responses to villains. And uh, part of it is because of his time with the new version of the Titans, especially Rachel, who he has come to think of as a little sister. Oh, that's nice. Uh, So it kind of makes Grayson a little lighter. Perhaps, but uh, maybe Hank has a point because Dr. Light is still out there and there's no telling what he and Deathstroke will do. So it kind of harkens back to the, the Batman rule of no killing. And uh, maybe uh, maybe in his early days, he was more of a killer. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, yes. And could he go back to being that way, perhaps, if he's pushed hard enough? That may become a storyline at some point. I'll yeah. wage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right in the world. Um, how about this? I pulled up. There's three Star Wars comic stories. And I'm going to have to save these for all. Well, we're going to cover them now because, like I said, we've got Jeffrey Brown next week. So we're going to have Jeffrey and a couple and then maybe one or two stories afterwards because um, we don't have Jeffrey the whole show. Um, but, you know, a couple months ago, it was talked about that the Star Wars comic would be coming to an end in November. Oh, yeah. Well, a recent announcement, but a recent announcement of a new book hitting the shelves in December can confirm that Dr. Aphra may be coming to an end as well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, advanced solicitations for Star Wars confirmed at the series conclusion, though Dr. Aphra's solicitations are less definitive about the series fate. Hmm. And with the description of December Star Wars Empire Ascent, Ascendant possibly confirming Aphra's conclusion. The the end of Afra sure, will surely disappoint fans of the character. Yes, <laughs> it will. <laughs> yeah, we doubt she'll be gone for long. I hope she won't be gone for long. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure she'll be. We'll see her somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's how Dr. Afra 40 is described. All good things must come to an end. Unfortunately, so must all evil things. And possibly also all things somewhere in the middle. It's complicated. <laughs> Renegade Dr. Afra has been outrunning fate far longer than anyone dared hope. But her time is finally up. Darth Vader stalks her through the shadows of an ancient temple. And this time, only one of them will be leaving in one piece. Hmm. Obviously, we know Vader survives. Oh, thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> Gee, have you not seen Empire? <laughs> I, I seem to recall something about that. <laughs> He's a clone. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, so now here, here's the, here's the write up for Empire Ascendant. Star Wars Empire Ascendant number one finds the Rebel Alliance, Luke, Leia, and Han among them, building up Echo Base on the ice planet Hoth. 
while Darth Vader tries to locate the headquarters in vain, in addition to acting as an epilogue to the Star Wars flagship comic run, which followed the continuing adventures of our heroes after the events of Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, the special one-shot will also address the fates of Dr. Afra and B-Lert Valance, which Valance is in the uh, current Star Wars Target Vader six, uh, five, six issue run. Right. Um, I'm not happy about this. I can imagine. Um, now, Cy Spurrier took to Twitter to address fans' fan concerns. So raise your hand if this cryptic news has got you a bit sweaty, Dr. Afro fans. <laughs> uh, more news soon. So with a number of series coming to an end and Rise of Skywalker landing in the theaters, um, we'll likely see a major transitional period for the galaxy far, far away, allowing new characters to take the spotlight in the franchise future. So what this leads to is if she she dies at the end of the book. Oh, I hope not. Or in this one shot or in Empire Ascendant. Then that means we won't get her in any post um, post original trilogy movies or shows. Not bloody likely, unless she's frozen in carbonite, in which we could potentially see her as one mm. of the carbonite blocks in Mandalorian. True, but to continue on, um, back in 2015, the Force Awakens, you know, when Force Awakens was released, um, you know, brought back you know some old favorites from the original films, uh, including Han Solo, who dies tragically by the hands of his own son. Um, but you know, when Chewie and Ray returned back to the base, it was Ray that Leia first embraced. Considering Chewie's long history with Han and Leia, and the fact and the fact that Leia didn't know Ray, many fans were upset that Leia didn't hug Chewie instead. I know uh, my partner on Cupid's of the Fringe, Chris, was. It's still something that really bugs him. Well, apparently, in Age of Resistance, Ray number one. Leia and Chewie got their hug that wasn't shown on screen. Isn't that nice? That's nice. <laughs> so apparently that hug was kept for more private, which I guess is the way it should be. Sure. Isn't that nice? That's nice. Um, so, um, but the hug is canon now. Yep. Because it's in the books. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, well, I guess this story pretty much confirms what we were saying. Uh, Empire Ascendant is going to serve as a finale to the long running series. So it's going to end as it's going to be the finale for the uh, for the Star Wars series. Mm. Expect this book to be a little pricey. Mm -hmm. 56 page book. Wow. That's usually what? Eight dollar book. Yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah. Uh, written by Charles Soule, Greg Pak, Simon Spurrier, and Ethan Sachs. Great lineup writers. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Just got to say, wow. <laughs> Not Afra, please. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think she's a popular enough character that they're not going to just kill her off. But if anyone does, it's Vader. Yeah. yeah I think that's the way it should be. If anybody's yeah. going to kill her, it needs to be Vader. Mm. But moving right along. Well, let's move into some gaming news. So, 
as much as I hate to admit it, it is um, we are reaching the end of the cycle for PlayStation 4, which means that PlayStation 5 is on the horizon, even though I'm not ready for it yet. Well, according to a new report, Sony Interactive Entertainment will be releasing two versions of PlayStation 5 simultaneously, a base PS5 and a PS5 Pro, which is a more souped-up version of the PS5. Uh, The report also alleges that the two models will release alongside each other, but Sony hasn't disclosed a release date or a release window for the PS5s yet. But it is presumed that they will probably arrive around the same time as the next generation Xbox, which is currently the Xbox called the Xbox Scarlet. That is scheduled to hit in holiday season of 2020. Um, And instead of doing like what they did with the PS4, where they released the regular PS4 and then halfway through the cycle halfway through the system's life they released the ps4 pro this time they could possibly release both of them at the same time which is kind of crazy uh because uh, obviously the ps <clears throat> ps5 pro is a bit more pricey than the standard ps5 right although we don't know actual price points as of yet uh, so this report comes from a Japanese journalist named Zenji Nishikawa. Um, Say that three times fast. Zenji Nishikawa. That's about as fast as I'm going to get. <laughs> um, of course, Sony uh, Zenji claims that Sony is well aware of uh, well aware that this interest, especially within the hardcore PlayStation community, of a high end model. Uh, And rather than make the consumers wait until the middle of the generation, it will offer the option to buy into the premium PlayStation life at the start of the new generation. At the start of the generation. However, you know, this is uh, currently a rumor. So, as always, take it with the old green assault. Hey, Uh, Grimace is a larva stage Ronald McDonald. Uh, that took a whole sticker of salt. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, it is still rumors, like I said, but Nishikawa has traditionally been a very reliable source. In fact, he's notable recently for revealing the Nintendo Switch Lite before Nintendo did. Um, so he does have a history of getting the scoops. But the other thing to keep in mind is it, it's kind of it would be an odd thing to do because by releasing the PS Pro in the middle of the generation, they stand to make more money because obviously people will buy the regular PS5 when it comes out. And then a couple of years later, when they come out with the PS5 Pro, there'll be a number of people that will upgrade to the PS5 Pro, thereby Sony gets its money twice. So... You know, it's a business thing, so who knows? But it's certainly an interesting rumor. And, uh, you know, when we find more information, we'll uh, 
we probably won't know for sure for at least another couple months. Right. I mean, personally, I'll probably just go for the regular PS5 at some <laughs> point. And I won't get a PS5 on launch day. I'll wait a couple, you know, a couple years. Then yeah. I'll get one. Yeah. Well, they're, always... they're still going to be making a lot of stuff for the PS4, though, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I am seriously considering when this comes out, maybe a PS4 would be worth picking up at that time. Well, the other thing to keep in mind is... Uh, the PS4 will be matured to a point where you'll get the better quality games because, you know, like when, when the system first comes out, it's still working out the bugs and people are still getting used to it. But at this point in the PS4's life, it's all the good, you know, all the best games are coming out. So it's a good time to get a PS4. Right. Well, that's cool. So, um... How about this? This weekend, well, Saturday, the 21st, is, was, well, was, by the time this comes out. You skipped a story there. What story did I miss? The Tom Welling one. You were going to do that one. Oh. <laughs> Never mind trying, that. Trying to steal my story. Okay. Uh, apparently, Smallville's Tom Welling and Erica Durantz will be, are being cast for their roles of Superman and, well, okay, the Blur and Lois Lane. Okay, thank you very much. Um, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. Ah, yes. Uh, That's be good. Yeah. They're even bringing Black Lightning into Arrowverse for the first time, which yeah. is what they should have done to begin with. Yeah, but they wanted to keep it separate. So now we're going to have uh, Static Shock in the Arrowverse as well. <laughs> um, it will bring together heroes from Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends, the upcoming Batwoman TV show, which uh, I'm iffy. I like Ruby Rose. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Yeah. I'm iffy on this show. Yeah, I kind of am too. Um, and of course, Crisis is supposed to close out the story of Oliver Queen, or at least Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen. Mm. Uh, at Comic-Con, it was announced Burt Ward will join Crisis. Will hmm. we see him as Detective Dick Grayson, like we kind of did in uh, Batman Beyond, or a Batman Beyond-esque like Dick Grayson? Hmm, maybe. Maybe. Uh, also, too, Brandon Routh will suit up as Kingdom Come Superman after playing the Man of Steel in 2006's Superman Returns, which was almost a Kingdom Come look to that Superman. Kind of, yeah. Um, also, too, uh, Tyler Hochelin also slated to appear in Crisis, which now has two Men of Steel. So let's go ahead and add one more, because Tom Wellings, who played Clark slash the Blur slash Superman on Smallville, mm-hmm. is bringing that character also over into Crisis. Although the EU doesn't specify whether he's actually suiting up as Superman in the crossover, um, the publication does confirm Crisis will reveal what he's been doing in the eight years since Smallville concluded in 2011. Hmm. So that sounds interesting. Quite. Um, Apparently, Welling did turn down a return as Superman on Supergirl. Hmm. 
which actually a smart move because there was a different Supergirl in in the Smallville series. Mm. So that would have made things a little confusing. Um, but also, of course, Chris Williams, Black Lightning is coming over as well. Um, so what does this mean for current DC TV actors, particularly Amel? Um, this may be the last crossover for Amel, with many expecting him to either hang up his bow for good or die in crisis. So fans are no doubt hoping he gets the send-off he deserves. This is going to span five hours of television. Yeah, it's even going to go into January. This is longer than in a movie. <laughs> I want to see this put out on Blu-ray as its own thing. That would be cool. Uh, now, like I said, Erica Durant is also returning. Um, and everyone's hoping that the next announcement is Michael Rosenbaum will return as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Um, it is said that Durant will appear across multiple episodes of the crossover. Like Welling, uh, it will explore the experiences that Lois has had in the 10 years since we last saw her. So hmm. that is interesting. Quite intriguing. Now your story. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so at the time of recording this, it is currently Friday, September 20th, which means that tomorrow, Saturday, September 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 twenty first will be Batman Day. And not only will it be Batman Day, but it will also be the eightieth anniversary of Batman. Hey, there's two free comics at your comic book store for free uh, for Batman Day. Oh that's right. Yes, yeah. yes. So if you go just to pick up your free comics, buy something. Yes. Uh, and to honor the 80 years of the Dark Knight, uh, New York is going to light up the Empire State Building with Batman Yellow, which actually is, well, I mean, it, I guess it's a color, but, you know, it's not the main color I think of when I think of Batman. But anyway, <laughs> um, and across the East River in Brooklyn, this is pretty cool, actually, the bat signal will be projected on the west side face of the Domino Sugar Refinery. Yeah. But, well, it's also going to be uh, a bunch of other cities as well. Yes, I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, in fact, the celebration of Batman Day is going to cover 13 cities on six conf- continents. Uh, as the bat signal projections will also happen in Johannesburg on the Leonardo building and Rome's Roma Termini announced, which was announced today by DC and Warner brothers. And, uh, it was also previously announced that celebrations will be taking place in other cities around the world, such as Los Angeles, Tokyo, Berlin, London, and more. Uh, and you can find out more about all this. Uh, I'm sorry. You can see the projections in person if you're in any of these areas uh, around shortly before 8 p.m. local time. Um, so according to Pam Lifford, president of Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences, the bat signal is easily one of the most recognizable images among all superhero iconography. That is true. 
And this is going to be a remarkable sight as we transcend borders, languages, and cultures to bring us all together with this single experience. We are proud to send up the Bat Signal on Batman Day because it is an important beacon of inspiration that makes us all believe that it's possible to take hardship and turn it into something good. Batman Day is a global celebration for all the fans. Now, the complete list of cities that will be marking Batman Day with Bat Signal projections are as follows. Melbourne uh, at Fred Square. Tokyo at Magnet by Shibuya 109 at Shibuya Scramble Crossing. Johannesburg at the Leonardo Building. Berlin at Portsdamer Platz 11. Rome at Ro- at Roma Termini. I'm probably butchering all these names. <laughs> at Galleries Lafayette. Barcelona at Museo Nacional de Arte de Catalunya. I know I butchered that one. London at the Senate House. Hey, I got that one. <laughs> Sao, Paulo, <laughs> Sao Paulo at Itauza LMB. Montreal at Complex du, Dupuy. New York at Domino Sugar Factory. Mexico City at Torre Reforma. Los Angeles at Los Angeles City Hall. Los Angeles. Angeles. And another cool thing is you can follow festivities with a new interactive Batman bat tracker, which will follow the cities as they switch on their lights. The bat tracker will mirror the real-time projections. You can also find additional information on the celebrations and Bat Day, Batman Day activities uh, by going to Batman80.com. And uh, Barnes & Noble's Union Square is hosting a talent signing and panel discussion that will be moderated by DC publisher Dan DiDio and will feature award-winning Batman writers and artists such as Scott Snyder, Peter J. Tomasi, James Tinian IV, and Brad Walker, as well as special activities all day long for kids and families. Now, in Los Angeles, uh, DC and Warner Brothers will host a special Batman 5K night run and fan celebration. And you can sign up to participate at dcbatmanrun.com. The Batman runs will also be taking place throughout Asia, uh, Latin America, and Australia. And an interesting little fact, uh, the Bat Signal first appeared in Detective Comics number 60, which is about two years after the first appearance of Batman in that same comic. Okay, okay. It's a fun little fact I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, celebrate Batman, kids, but do it responsibly. <laughs> Well, well. All right, see now. All right, see now. Why in the world am I hearing myself again? I don't know. Because you like the sound of your own voice. Ah, uh, I guess so. Um, so is the glow story mine, or is it yours? That's mine. You're doing the la bouffe. Okay. How did these end up backwards? Not backwards on my end. I thought I moved. Uh, all right. <laughs> then I'm missing a story somewhere. We'll figure it out. If not, I'll find a story. Um, so, the truth is weirder. Apparently, Shiloh LaBeouf, LaBeouf, LaPew, did not knock out Tom Hardy. Okay. 
Um, since making his feature film debut in 1998 at the age of 12, LaBeouf has gone through what is arguably the strangest yet most interesting transitions for an actor. Mm. Uh, he struggled with substance abuse as his career began to take off. Um, and then, you know, he's been repeatedly in the news. Um, Many of the stories that have been filed about LaBeouf over the years has more to do with his off-camera behavior than his actual credibility as an actor. Huh. Um, like, he turned up at a Berlin Alley film festival premiere of director Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac wearing a paper bag on his head, <laughs> scrawled with the phrase, I'm not famous anymore. I seem to recall that. The incident kicked off a bizarre performance art campaign in which the 27-year-old occupied a Los Angeles art gallery for six days with the bag over his head, crying silently for Bermuda spectators. <laughs> now, in 2018, it was revealed that while filming Lawless, that LaBeouf knocked out Peaky Blinder star Tom Hardy during a scuffle. Okay, I don't remember hearing this. So at Me. the time of the news being revealed, it seemed hard to believe that LaBeouf could take someone out the size of Hardy. The story, the story persisted, that is, until LaBeouf sat down with a, as a guest on Hot Ones with Sean Evans. It's a great show. Never seen it. Premise behind it, they eat hot wings. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. It goes from, you know... Kitty level all the way up to, oh, my God, what have I done to my mouth? <laughs> um, so around um, it, it's around the 1740 mark, uh, you hear him talk about how Hardy fell down a flight of stairs while the two actors were wrestling, hurting his back, but not knocking himself out. And oh, yes, LaBeouf was buck naked at the time. Oh. Uh, according to him, there are no hard feelings between himself and Hardy prior to the wrestling match. Rather, he and Hardy typically got into wrestling matches for fun. And during this particular time in question, um, LaBeouf was with his girlfriend when Hardy burst into the room and kicked off an impromptu wrestling match. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So that's where we'll go with there. Well... Speaking of wrestling, <laughs> segue, segue, according to The Wrap, the hit Netflix series Glow, which revolves around the popular all women's wrestling promotion from the 1980s, founded by Dave McLean, has been renewed for a fourth season. Yay. Good news. Bad news. That will also be its final season. Sadly, I love that show. Yeah. Uh, this news has come out a couple of days before the 71st Primetime Emmy Awards program that is happening this Sunday, where lead star Betty Gilpin is nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Good luck to her. She certainly deserves it. Uh, of course, the show also features Allison Brie, Mark Marin, Gina Davis, and Kia Stevens, as well as cameos from wrestlers like Johnny Mundo. Chavo Guerrera, Joey Ryan, Ryan, Alex Riley, and Brodus Clay. So congratulations Ooh. getting a fourth season. I'm just sad to hear that it will be the final season. Yeah, yeah. They've enjoy that show. Well, I'm going to go with this story since you're next. After, Since right now, it looks like you had the next story, too. Mm, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
because it goes glow, then Battlestar is you. Then I go no, it isn't. Yeah, because I was going to do. Oh, because I was going to. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to do Battlestar. I do Bedtime. You do Arkham. And the bathroom. See? No, you were doing Arkham. No, you're doing Arkham. <laughs> you're doing both. Because I was going to put bedtime, the Disney Bedtime in between. Isn't it funny how we talk about this on air as well? <laughs> It's okay. It's going to work out because I got the next story. Warner Brothers announces voice cast for Superman Red Sun animated film. Ah. Uh, that work? Sure. Um, it's an... So the casting is Jason Isaacs will step into the role of Superman, while Diedrich Bader will portray his American rival Lex Luthor. <laughs> cool. I love Diedrich Bader. Uh, Bader has previously played Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold, which was a great series. And in the upcoming Harley Quinn series. Oh, very cool. Hmm. If you don't do Conroy, do do Bader. Hmm. I like it. I do like his voice for, for Batman. Yeah. Um, now, Isaacs portrayed Lucius Malfoy. That'd be the father in the Harry Potter films. And mm-hmm. also starred as Captain Lorca in the first season of Star Trek Discovery. Hmm. He also recently voiced the Emperor in Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Now, Amy Acker, who you may know from Angel and the Gifted, will voice Lois Lane, while Star Wars Rebels' Vanessa Marshall is playing Wonder Woman. Hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Morris co-stars as James Olsen, with Roger Greg Smith as Batman. Wait, okay, yeah. And Paul Williams as Brainiac. In addition, Phil Lamar is reprising his role as John Stewart. Oh, cool. Uh, Sash Rosen will portray Earth's other Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, while William Sayers will play Stalin with Ave Zoli as Fentlana, Superman's first love. Hmm. Sounds like a very interesting, uh, interesting cast. Indeed. So now let's get into that Battlestar. What a galactic tale. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. So recently, uh, some news came out that the creator of Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail, was working on a new version of Battlestar Galactica for NBC's upcoming streaming service, Peacock. <laughs> Everybody's getting a streaming service now. Yeah. So, of course, when news, the Internet went crazy and saying that it would be a reboot of the series originally conceived by Glenn Larson, then later remade by Ronald D. Moore. Uh, But, of course, as what always happens when the Internet jumps on things, they were wrong. Uh, Because although the details of the upcoming show are scarce, since it's just announced, Esmail has taken to social media to set the record straight that his Battlestar Galactica will not be a reboot of Moore's version from the 2000s, to which he tweeted, BSG fans, this will not, not, capital letters, be a remake of the Amazing Series uh, at Rondi Moore launched because why mess with perfection? Instead, looks for a new story within the mythology while staying true to the spirit of Battlestar. So say we all. So there you go. It's not going to be a reboot. It's going to explore other aspects of the Battlestar Galactica universe, which is interesting. And uh, but there's no word 
on whether we'll see any familiar faces from Battlestar Galactica. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, since you said don't mess with perfection, have you heard that Sony is looking into potentially rebooting or redoing Princess Bride? Uh, apparently did not see my angry Facebook posts about it. <laughs> I I did miss it. Oh, yes, I heard. Uh. Yeah, even 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 Gary Yules has come out. Gary Yules has come out and said, uh, to paraphrase, it's a mistake. <laughs> sure. So that would be a dumb idea. I hope they they pay attention to the backlash they're getting from fans and decide not to do it. You already screwed up once by not working with Marvel anymore. Mm. So, don't screw up on this one. Listen, the whole thing of, let's do a remake of The Princess Bride was said by no one except your stupid executives. (laughs) So, um... But if you call one eight seven 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 Mickey, you can get Disney characters to wish your kids good night. Or if you're just a Disney fan, they can you could get them to wish you a good night as well. Hey, why not? Almost wonder if I need to. Well, I should call it and play one on air, but I'm not. <laughs> um. So apparently. Uh, they could get a good night phone call from Spider-Man or Elsa. Um, but apparently, uh, you could also get from Disney characters like Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald. Uh, channel kids will now also be able to hear from newer characters from Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar, such as Yoda Wo- mm-hmm. and Woody. All right. There's got to be a website for this. So you can see what you're doing. Um, rather than a simple good night, bedtime, uh, the bedtime messages are u- uniquely written to suit each character. Yoda's message in particular seems crafted to transport the listener to a galaxy far, far away. Oh. Close your eyes and reach out with your feelings. Feel the force around you like the blanket it is in your dreams. Other places you will see the future, the past, old friends, the new. See you there. I will for the force is with you always. That's nice. It's nice. Uh, unfortunately, it's not permanent, and it will close operations on September 30th. So, the best option is, I call it through Skype and start recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, this kind of sounds cool. Yeah, it's a nice little thing. I wonder who they have doing the voice of Spider-Man. I don't know. Um, I, I, I really don't know. But hey, it is completely free. Oh, that's cool. So, well, speaking of free, um, free. I'm guessing this might be in part to celebrate Batman Day again. Could be. But from now, this very moment until September 26, you can grab six Batman games for free, free. On, the Ep- on the Epic Game Store. And what games, you may ask? Well, you get all three of the Batman Arkham games, as well as the three Lego Batman games from Traveler's Tales. To get your hands on these games, just log into the Epic Games Store and claim them free of charge. Free! Ah, so, not bad for free, you get uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and the less 
loved Batman Arkham Knight, but hey, for free, he can't really beat it. Um, this is true. And uh, the Batman games, you get Lego Batman, the video game, Lego Batman 2, DC Superheroes, and Lego Batman 3, Beyond Gotham. Ooh. So, uh, I mean... <laughs> Some good, some really great games for free. You really can't bet. So the six games will be available to download for free, free over over the next week until September twenty sixth at ten fifty nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Free. There you go. Get your free Batman game. Well, if you go to Rockstar and download their games launcher, you get uh, GTA San Andreas for free. Oh, wow. Nice. So, um, but I'm looking, I'm on Epic's site now, and they've got another free games package, too, that's not just the Batman stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to f- get to it. But the Lego games are sweet. I did. I had I had one of the Arkham games on my cell phone. Oh, okay. It's coming soon from September 26th till October 3rd. Mm. Metro 2033 Redo is coming for free in a game called Everything. Everything. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm not familiar with that game. It's got everything. Apparently so. Uh-huh. Metro 2033 I've heard of. Yeah, I think I have too. But it, it's it's not something I, I'm interested in. But Batman, free! <laughs> I'm excited for. It. So, um, that's gonna wrap it up. You got any final thoughts? I got nothing. <sighs> nothing. Oh, oh, I do have something. Sorry, no. sorry about your Patriots. I don't know what you're talking about. Losing Antonio Brown. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> When he left the whole Raiders thing, I knew it was going to be a long season for him. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But he's done it to himself. Yep. So um, other than that, any other final thoughts? Nope. Nothing. I got nothing as well. So on that note, until next week. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Welcome to the Cafe 80s. All I want is a Pepsi.